This is Therapy For Us By Us, a podcast showcasing conversations centering black and brown voices in therapy and mental wellness from the lens of mental health practitioners. Truly a space created for us by us in an effort to build community and see ourselves reflected in wellness. I'm your host, Claudia Parada, a marriage and family therapist trainee, and I'm excited to connect with all you beautiful folks and your stories. Welcome. Hola, hola. Welcome. This is Therapy for Us by Us podcast. I'm your host, Claudia Parada. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming Evelyn Mejia to the show. She's not only a good friend, but also a community member here locally with me. I'm really excited to have you on, Evelyn. Um, And a little bit about Evelyn. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist in the San Francisco Bay Area. She has been practicing for over nine years. She obtained her master's from John F. Kennedy University in 2012. Throughout her career, her work has focused on working with Latino immigrant with the Latino immigrant population. She has worked in various community mental health settings, including community clinics such as Instituto Familiar de la Raza in San Francisco's Mission District. What shout out to Mission, a neighborhood, a neighborhood known for its rich Latino culture. Currently, Evelyn works as a mental health specialist in high schools, where she works with newcomer students. Uh, students who are new and recently arrived to the U.S. and are beginning to learn English, also known in the educational system as ELD, English Language Development Students. The majority of the students that Evelyn works with are undocumented and many are also unaccompanied minors. In addition to working in high schools, Evelyn also has a private practice called La Mariposita Healing, where she conducts trauma-based immigration evaluations for immigration cases like asylums and U visas. In her private Um, excuse me, I'll edit that out. Evelyn specializes in working with first-generation folks. Her therapeutic lens is a bicultural one and a trauma-informed one. She enjoys working with first-generation folks, creating a space where her clients can feel seen and heard, being able to jump back and forth between English and Spanish and Spanglish to express themselves. I love it. Evelyn is originally from Guatemala and came to the U.S. when she was nine years old. Her passion for working with the immigrant Latino population and first-generation population is deeply rooted in her own lived experience as a first-gen immigrant herself. Last, but definitely not least, Evelyn is a mother also raising multicultural twins and a tween who I have seen and met and are so adorable. <laughs> Welcome, Evelyn, to Therapy for Us Bias podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's great to have you. Us. Yeah. Well, I feel like I learned so much about you um, that I didn't know from before from just having read having read your bio. <laughs> yeah, you're doing amazing work. Thank you. Thank you. So are you. Oh, thank you. It's really sweet. Um, yeah, I'm just wondering, uh, how are you doing today? How are you? Um, today I'm tired. I'm mm, tired. That's um, real. Um, yeah, if I don't get enough sleep, I I just get really tired nowadays. So yeah, nowadays for sure. my my sleep is like priority. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm I'm doing well. Yeah, I imagine that. I mean, I only have a little little the two year old, but mm-hmm. I imagine that it's 
your twins and tween present its own challenges around sleep? So, um, they're actually pretty good sleepers. Like, oh, that's I, nice. yeah, um, I think it helped a lot to kind of get them on a schedule because they're usually, you know, the, out by like 10, like that's probably the latest. Um, oh, wow, that's nice. our, Yeah, because our bedtime is usually nine. Um, so yeah, they're kind of, uh, and they're early risers too. So by the time nine o'clock comes, they're already tired, so. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I, Sounds I like you've got the hang of it, yeah. Yeah, no, but I remember the, the early days. It was definitely not like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still, I'm still learning how to be a mama, so. <laughs> I'm, I am too. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, parenting is like ongoing um, learning for sure. Yeah, it's wild to me to think about um, like how many hats we wear as you know, you're the provider of your household, mm -hmm. you're raising your kids, you're co-parenting, you have your private practice, and you have your school-based work that, you, that it is that you do, and uh -huh. other projects that I know that you have that are either have gotten off the ground or are getting off the ground, so just so much it is that we're managing and just so much talent, so much wisdom, so again, super happy to have you here. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I was wondering if we could start by, I mean, I know that we learned a little bit about you through your bio, but um, just start with what has brought you, like what has brought you to this place mm -hmm. um, now where you're primarily working with the Latinx community and with undocumented folks um, doing about, like doing the work that is really needed, right? Like doing the evaluations, mm -hmm. doing the asylum cases. Um, what has really brought you to that place? Um, I would say a lot of it has been um, just like my own personal experience. Um, you know, I, when I was a teenager, I was a peer counselor uh, for a, it was like a, a team um, support hotline. Um, and we were doing peer counseling, basically. Um, I think that was kind of the, the first taste that I got to the work that I do now. Um, because I, after that job, I, kind of, I, you know, I ventured out to other areas like retail and I worked for a bank, uh, but just, it wasn't, um, it didn't give me the same satisfaction um, that I, that I experienced when I was a peer counselor. And so I wanted to get back into that. Um, so I slowly, you know, I started to look into um, working for a nonprofit. Uh, I remember I started um, just doing like administrative work and then eventually like I landed a, um, doing uh, uh, work with clients. Um, so I, I landed, one of my first jobs was a case manager, a case manager for a domestic violence shelter. And so um, there, you know, just, um, uh, just seeing like the need for mental health services, uh, especially, you know, bilingual services by, you know, by cultural folks, um, like you, I really got to see, um, the need for that. And so I continued working in nonprofit, you know, doing, um, 
direct services, and then eventually this led into me pursuing my master's. I wanted to do more of the individual uh, work with folks, um, you know, really centering around healing. Um, and so that's kind of how I landed where I'm at now. Um, and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy uh, working with Latinx, you know, first generation uh, folks. Uh, I love being in therapy with clients and then having those moments where, you know, they'll say something in Spanish and, you know, they don't have to educate me. They don't have to like translate uh, what they're saying. Uh, and so that experience, I think it's really, it's really important to, to have, especially in therapy. Like just being right. able to, yeah, to have that experience and that space, uh, I think is important. Yeah, I really, I'm really resonating a lot with what it is that you're saying. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I realized that you also used to work for a bank. I also used to work for a bank. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, for 10 years, actually, before I, oh, I mean, wow. that's neither here nor there. But what's <laughs> one thing that I did notice was through and through for whatever job that it was I had, I loved meeting people. Like I loved mm -hmm. hearing their stories. It's kind of like, you know, what we're doing now, but yeah. really just like that idea, like when I took, I also took a peer counseling class, which I was like, oh, I think this could be something that it is that I might be interested in later on too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like re really creating a space that is like meaningful and impactful for folks where we yeah. can really truly build a genuine relationship that feels safe. Um, and of course there are many aspects to that. But one thing that it is that I hear often from um, folks that it is that I've talked to is this piece around like just being able to have that authentic self-expression or like just giving clients a space where, they able, where they're able to have that authentic self-expression, where if they're speaking Spanish or if they're speaking Spanglish, that they don't have to, to translate, they don't have to like explain to you mm -hmm. what it is that they're talking. I mean, of course they're welcome to, I imagine, at least for me, that's true. But when they say something, when something just spills out of their mouth, it feels like that's the part that resonates with them. That feels really special to me. Because um, I don't think that that is really something that's like, that we have access to on a daily mm -hmm. basis. Just to be able to have that authentic expression and feel safe enough to do that without being judged or without um, feeling like we have to edit ourselves. So yeah. I really appreciate you bringing that in. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it uh, it plays into, you know, being seen, right? Not, not just being heard, but, you know, uh, feeling and, and being seen, which I think is um, essentially what therapy is, right? Like we, that's the experience that we want to go um, into when we're uh, going into therapy. Um, and I think one of the things that I... And one of the, the, the motivating factors for me is um, it's hard to find um, a therapist, you know, a, a good therapist. And so when I see clients, you know, um, seeking therapy, like I know how hard that whole process is. Um, and so I, I really try to make it as easy as possible. Um, you know, if, if I can't uh, serve them, 
you know, give them like resources and things like that, because it's so hard to navigate that whole process um, of just connecting with a therapist. I totally agree with that. I, I know that what feels true for me is when I first saw my very first therapist. And I think also what I've, I've heard too, is like when folks are new to therapy, there, there really is a vulnerability there where I, Oh, you know, I just, I don't know what we're going to be doing. So I'm really like looking to you for direction. Yeah. Um, and look like almost like, um, there is this power dynamic that is created right in, uh, because what, there is a, a therapist and a client and the client knows that you have this like particular training, right. Which is true, but that doesn't necessarily mean as a therapist that I'm knowing something about your experience or the expert on your experience, which we actually mentioned a couple of episodes back, like you are the expert of your experience. But then also like, I didn't know when I first started off in therapy that I could shop around or that I had choice yeah. or like agency. Yeah. Like I was just learning those concepts as like, they were super novel to me that I mm -hmm. could ask for what it was that I was needing or ask for something different. Um, so I, I find that to be really important what you're mentioning. Yeah. Tell all my clients, like, look, like I can support you in looking for something or someone that actually like really resonates with you. Cause that's what I truly want. Like it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be me. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, you know, I tell my clients all the time or when I get new um, potential like clients, I always tell them, you know, that um, this is something that they have to like, you know, it's an investment that they're making, right? Totally. Um, and so keeping that in mind, uh, because it's something, uh, it's your time, it's your money, and you want somebody that's going to, um, that you're going to connect with, right? Um, and essentially, the relationship, the therapeutic relationship uh, is what makes therapy um at least that's how i see it you know yeah that's how i i feel like i hold it very similarly too yeah because you can go and start seeing the you know the most well-trained therapist but if you don't connect if you don't vibe with them there's not going to be that um that deep you know work like if you can't be honest and open with your therapist and that, that already, I think, establishes like a, an obstacle, right, to do um, deep work. Yeah. I mean, I love that it is that you're saying that and even the language that it is that you're using. I mean, like, how many times did we talk about in school, like, oh, do you, you want your clients to vibe with you? Or like, <laughs> even as a therapist, right? Like, you want to vibe with your client. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, y'all want to vibe. Um, and... I like, yeah, I'm having so much appreciation for that particular languaging um, <laughs> because it is super important um, because when we like, at least for me and the way that I look at it is like when we're doing this work, like what you were saying of like investigation and we're doing deeper inquiry and we're kind of like laying our stuff, <laughs> we're laying yeah. our stuff bare, like we're laying all our cars on the table. And that's not to say like first session in, we're going to be, you know, talking about all of our deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. But to even start to even think, like, I might want to look at some of this stuff and what it means to me. 
yeah, I do need to have a vibe of, I vibe with the person, I feel safe, um, I feel seen, I feel heard, like all of those things are super important. So really not to say that interventions are bad, but it, yeah, no. like to me, the relationship is really where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, which I think it also brings, you know, the other point of representation, right? Like that, mm-hmm. and that's why it matters so much because being able to see someone, you know, that looks like you or that can relate to some of the experiences and not to say that, you know, because I'm Latina, I have the same, you know, right. experiences as an one of my Latina, you know, clients, like the, not to say that, but I think you can, your story can resonate very differently when it's someone, you know, that is of a similar, like, background and, and has similar experiences. Yeah, I, I definitely resonate with that. And I always add that with the caveat of, um, I'm not going to know exactly what it is that you're going through, even if we have shared identities, mm-hmm. right? Like at, at base level, you know, you and I could probably be like, yeah, we're, you know, we're kind of alike, we're both Latinas, but like our stories are super different and they're yeah. so complex and our family histories and so all the things, but there is a, a, a certain level of connection that one could potentially feel yeah. when there's, there's a shared community, shared identity. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm, I'm curious too, like for you primarily working with Latinx folks and then uh, newcomer students, um, what is it that you see, um, like are there gaps that is that you see in the way that we're trained as clinicians and how it is that we're really meeting the needs of um, this very like, specific population of folks right mm-hmm. um i definitely think that um you know experience is uh, is key right like I, the school can only teach you you know certain things and give you certain tools um but there's nothing like being in a room with a client you know and then everybody you know comes with such a different story uh, with uh, just different layers of of, you know issues and obstacles and and just circumstances right so I think um, the I think experience is really key in in terms of how you um, master that art of, of therapy um, because I yeah I, I don't think there's there's a lot of things that I don't think school taught me um, you know and and it just did it, 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 it they I think they also can't be taught uh, mm. you just have to sit in the room with it um, and yeah just I think it's um, like I said, I, I, I think it really comes down to just experience and, you know, you see different folks and, and um, sometimes sit with different things in the room and just navigating, learning to navigate those different experiences. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I really appreciate you bringing that in because, I mean, I think I often take the lens of saying like, you know, our, our trainings have to be better, which I think that that's true. Mm -hmm. uh, but even in that like explicit naming of there is something that happens when you're actually having like your hands in the clay, where you're having that experience with mm -hmm. somebody where you're sitting right in front of somebody. Um, and that there is a continued work that it is that I, as the clinician or I, as the therapist am doing, mm -hmm. um, to understand how I'm meeting them there. Like how am I meeting myself and then how am I meeting them there? And I think what I mean by that is like being willing to make mistakes, like being willing mm -hmm. to get messy, like obviously not to the point where I'm doing harm, but constantly yeah, yeah. coming back to that own self growth of, um, okay, so how can I then be better? Like, how can I be a better, uh, how can I better serve? Um, then I, I do think that is like a, an inquiry of self that really, I don't know if that's really mentioned Mm -hmm. in in school i mean we call it like you know transference counter transference like what's going on blah 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 but really as like a practice of getting to know yourself mm -hmm. yeah no, i'm it's, wondering it's oh go ahead go ahead oh, sorry i was gonna say it's definitely you know an ongoing uh learning experience you know just like everything else in life i think but um but yeah it's you know you're continuously growing you're continuously like um, I think also finding your, your own style, um, you know, as a therapist, like, you know, finding and, and defining like your style of, of how you do therapy and how you show up for clients. Um, and then also, you know, um, learning from clients, right. As you're continuing to practice. Right. Yeah. So that ongoing, mm -hmm. that ongoing growth and learning. And then I'm wondering too, like, do you see that playing into how you're able to support your clients in their own inquiry? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I think part of the, the reason why I think it's a continuous learning experience is because you know everybody comes with different stories and um and different um like I said challenges and circumstances like and so everyone's um journey is so individual you know like not individual but so unique right mm -hmm. um so yeah, it's, it's navigating what is, what is, what does a client really want and, and from therapy because it, it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm curious too, like what if a client comes in and they're like, I don't really know. I'm not really sure what I'm wanting. I feel like there's something, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to talk to somebody. Or <laughs> maybe that's not necessarily the case, but maybe they're not really sure what it is that they're wanting. Yeah. Um, I think um, that definitely happens a lot, you know, in therapy. 
because such it's such a it's it's new territory you know most of the time right um, and so I think it's about just supporting and, and meeting the client where they're at and then you know um, maybe it is helping them define you know kind of what they want or what they need from therapy um, or what they want to work on like they they obviously are seeking therapy for a reason right and so um, maybe you don't know at the moment what exactly it is because again it's might be new territory. It might be your first time seeing a therapist, but I think there's there's definitely space to to support, um, even when somebody you know doesn't know like you know what they want. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I was thinking about it from this from this possibility of we have been conditioned all our lives to kind of just fall in line, to do the things, to play by the rules. And then all of a sudden somebody's asking like, well, okay, so like, what do you want? What are your goals? Like, what do you need? That's a big question for somebody who has potentially yeah. like, I'll say for me, so I'll just keep it real. Like for me, like my wants and needs were always the wants and needs of my parents. So when somebody's like, well, what do you want? I'm like, well, what do you mean? What do I want? <laughs> I thought that was just like, I thought that was just always going to be what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. So it really takes some, like, it takes some it takes time. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it, it is a big question. I think uh, even just, you know, answering like, what, what do you want? What do you need? I think for me personally, that's been also a big question. Um, so sometimes I, it's hard to know what you need um, or what to ask for. If you don't, if you haven't yet defined, you know, what is it that you want, right? Or what is it that you need? Um, so it's hard to ask for it if you haven't identified it yet. Yeah, absolutely. I totally resonate with that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm wondering too, like, do you ever meet this or do you ever, um, even in yourself or with your clients, like feel some challenges around this question of, well, I'm, I'm a family oriented person. Like what I want isn't necessarily you know, what's going to be best for my, my marriage, what's going to be best for my children. Um, so I'd rather not, you know, maybe, maybe it's best not to even think about that because I have my, my, my roles that I'm, that I'm supposed to fulfill and my family is really important to me or my community is really important to me. Mm -hmm. And it does contrast a little bit with like the culture here in the U S which is mm -hmm. like, well, what do you want? Like, just do the thing and have your boundaries and uh, take what you need or ask for what you need. And so I'm wondering, like, do you see it? And then how do you hold that, those two different pieces where it's like, yes, we want folks to have agency, but then also holding that there's these priorities that are really, these values that are really important. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a little bit about, hold, you know, being able to hold both of them. Uh, in 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 a sense, uh, because I and and also, um, I think reiterating or yeah, the the importance and the value of both of those you know truths, right? Um, and then trying to support and finding a balance, right? Like uh, I think one of the things that I try to um, to to 
communicate to my clients is like, you know, your, um, your desires are just as important, right, as your family's desires. And so how do you find that balance of keeping, you know, yourself true to yourself? Um, because sometimes we do have to disappoint others, you know, sometimes we do have to um, establish certain boundaries to be able to protect ourselves, um, to be able to create, um, like a healthy um, lifestyle. And sometimes it is, you know, it, it does come to um, just establishing certain boundaries, maybe distancing yourself from, you know, certain family members. Um, but again, it's, uh, it's really about finding a healthy balance, right? Uh, where you don't compromise yourself. Um, and also, um, you know, sometimes it's about, you know, communicating uh, or learning to communicate with, with family and, and community um, what you need from them or what you can give. Right. And yeah. what I'm hearing and what it is that you're saying is like really exploring the different possibilities of mm -hmm. uh, what you could potentially do, right? Because so I yeah. think that like, at least in for me, there's like, well, there's either I value this or I, or I go um, into like, what's good for me. And I love that you said that, well, we can, we can hold both as important mm -hmm. and we could look at these different possibilities to have them come to balance and have them come to fruition. Like it doesn't have to be self-sacrifice to be a family person um, or whatever, whatever the value is, right? Like it doesn't have to be self-sacrifice. You have to work all the time. Yeah. Um, like there could be stuff that you're giving back to yourself. So we can talk about how to support those conversations that we're exploring internally, but then also like advocating for yourself amongst the folks that are like around you too. So I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. No. And, and also I think uh, in terms of like self-sacrificing, it's also important to talk about where does that come from? Right. Mm. Uh, you know, is it something, um, is it a value of yours or is it a value of, you know, this kind of culture, family, like where is it coming from? So really exploring, I think is, is also an important piece. Right. Um, because I think exploring like the, the root of some of these um, helps to like really define for yourself, yeah. is this a value that I, I am going to continue to hold, right? Um, so yeah, just exploring, like where is it coming from? And is it, you know, is it something that you want to continue to, to hold? I love that. I love this image that you painted of the roots. Like it's so true. Is this mine? Is, does this belong to somebody else? Like, do I want to mm -hmm. keep this? Um, looking at the roots of where some of these, some of these, values and beliefs are coming from mm -hmm. yeah for sure well we are coming to a close already i'm so sad too because i have so I many questions we could go on i think probably for a long time <laughs> really enjoying this, this conversation too so me too i'm just wondering evelyn do you have anything else that you'd like to share with your audience i mean that could be 
any any words, anything you'd like to share, any upcoming projects, like give us all the tea. <laughs> Um, well, one thing I wanted to say is that, you know, in terms of therapy, just shop around, you know, get a feel for your therapist if you're getting ready to, like, embark on this journey with somebody. It has to be somebody that you can uplift, you know? Oh, yeah. um, and And sometimes, you know, that connection can come from someone that's not from your culture, and that's okay, right? Um, so definitely, you know, shop around, get a feel for your, your therapist, you know, um, again, like if, if I think initial like consultations are so important because you get a feel for them, you know, like, this is somebody, uh, like we were talking about earlier, like, is this somebody that I'm vibing with and you'll know, you'll know right away, um, the, the feel that you get for for the, the individual, you know, that you're talking to. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, the, the trusting your instincts, the, mm -hmm. like, checking with your gut, your vibe, um, and I've had, like, I've met therapists that are, like, not that way, and then I've met therapists that are, like, yeah, like, let's check in in three weeks, like, see how you're feeling, mm -hmm. so, and I really appreciate that space to do, like, that feels supportive for me and my inquiry, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, what else? As far as uh, projects, I mean, I'm continuing, you know, to um, build my my private practice, Amariposita Healing, um, and doing different projects. Like I have uh, a podcast that I've been thinking about so in connection, about. yeah, in, in connection to my work with um, Somos Magia. So Somos Magia was a group uh, that was created uh, to uh, really hold space for, for women of color, um, spaces that empower, that inspire. Um, you know, due to COVID and everything, we've had to uh, put um, our events on hold, but we were doing, you know, um, just different workshops, you know, events to really um, share, um, that message of empowering each other um so i love hoping, that yeah we're hoping to get back on 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 some of those events yeah um, y'all if y'all have not well for one i will say that we we're we can include all of these links in the show notes so if y'all uh -huh. want to connect with evelyn y'all can check out the show notes and click all the links and check her out because you are truly amazing and i've been really blessed to be been able to share space i was just thinking um, of how much time is like that has passed that we've actually have known each other. We've done work together. We've done circles together. I've been yeah. to your events for on multiple occasions for Somos Magia. And it really is like a remembrance of I'm magical. And then also like looking at you and everything that it is that you're creating, like you do create like magical community, like you create magic in the community like oh, thank you. as a as a curator which is so cool so I really do encourage folks to check out check you out um and if they connect with you to reach out and um I've been I know I've been so blessed to be able to just have personal contact with you in that way and professional yeah. so again yeah, I really look forward to you know sharing more space yeah spaces <laughs> together Me too yeah um any last words um, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Just want to double check. 
<laughs> yeah. So this has been wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So yeah. much. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on here with me, for taking the time, obviously out of your super busy schedule to, to chat with us and, um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be in connection really soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Therapy For Us By Us podcast. If you love what we're doing, leave us a review on iTunes or keep the conversation going by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. Look forward to connecting with you next time. And until then, take care.